Hello. Hello. What were oh. I'm alright, you? I'm not too bad, mate. Oh, God. First things first, or matches tonight? Oh, no. Newcastle Palace, sort of. Alright, then. Give us your score for Dixon. I'm going to say. Oh, it's hard on that, like. We're going. I'm going to say 1 0 Colin Wilson. See, I don't know why. I think 2 1. 2 1. Two, a tough game. I was with that Grim. We should go Graham Jones to bring in. Aye. Well, Graham you Jones. see, it's convenient, isn't it, how we'll go nine nine league games without a win and pick up a two points and then out of nowhere he comes in and we'll get our first win against a team uh, like Everton. That's mental, man. It's mental. I mean, don't get us wrong, there, really, there was some uh, times where you thought maybe we should have won that, but... Uh, Colin Wilson was on fire though, that game. He, he was, he definitely was. See, we, we don't know what's going on behind, like, um, behind the scenes in the training ground that like so. Yeah, behind closed doors, things exactly. no one really happen, yeah. but, so Steve Bruce as well, everyone's getting criticised by everyone. Like, yeah. it's not just his fault. Like, it's obviously Where how... You that, Where do you stand on that with like, everyone saying that he shouldn't have a managerial position? I think he, he, don't get us wrong, he's a good manager, a really good manager. Like he has came in, he's like done bits for Newcastle. Yeah. And obviously everyone's like blame him for the losses when it's not his fault, obviously. It's the team. We put a good team out every week, decent team. Obviously we've had like Maxman missing with COVID. Like obviously Lascelles, Captain. Just oh, you can't everyone kinda of put the blame on him. It's obviously how the players perform really. Exactly, it's about the passion of the, play- oh, the passion of the players as well. Really. Just, some games, there's just no commitment from them. You can see all the sloppy passes. It's just everything that's so sloppy sometimes. And hopefully see, for this for this season, Carl Darlow's been the unexpected oh, fantastic. player. Absolutely fantastic. Taking over from obviously the unfortunate injury from Martin Dubrovka uh, yeah. just before the season, that just taking the mantle over, and he actually has done really well to kind of step up to that kind of level of oh, play. He has. Because I think the last well. time I seen him play this much of a season was the championship. Yeah, uh, I was. He's had like he's played most of the season. This season, he's actually showed his true colours. Really made some honestly fantastic saves. Just he's committed to the club. Really, he is. He is indeed. Speaking of commission, commitment to the club, uh, transfer talks and everything between Matty Longstaff before the deadline. He oh. had plenty of chances to go away at the championship on loan mm-hmm. and whatnot, and he turned around and went, "I'd prefer to stay and fight for my place." Oh, he will. And obviously, um, there was talk of him going to that Italian team as well. I think it was a year yeah, day, right I think it was. Yeah, right before the start of the season. Uh, obviously, free agent. Could have done what he wanted if he wanted to stay as like homeboy club. Which, obviously, I yeah, do respect him for it. Obviously, he's a good young player, promising. Obviously, what, about him. what about Sean, though? Who, sorry? Sean, long stuff. Oh, Sean. See, I've always backed Matt. He's been better than Sean. 100%. I have. He just, he's just young. He's... Just like some of the passes and how he plays for is unbelievable, man. It's like a mini ginger, John Joe Shelby. He is, but obviously, but like, we're going John Joe Shelby. He's yeah. just like, I'm not really liking him anymore, to be honest. Like, we need to bring in some new centre mids. Obviously, that Shelby was supposed to come with, but obviously, Leicester couldn't find a replacement. Well, we've got that the signature of Joe Willock now. Joe Willock, fantastic sign in my eyes, like, fantastic. What do you expect to see from him? I don't think he'll start tonight, but obviously when we play on the weekend, I don't know who we've got, who we've got on the weekend, I think it's, um, I don't know who it is, but he'll be a fantastic player for 
hopefully we're yeah. signing at the end of the season. I'm, I'm good we didn't have like, a loan to buy opportunity to get him. But, so I think it would have been better with a loan to buy. Not yeah, it, would have been, it would have been, obviously, he'd be cheap, a good player. Just And he's young. He is, obviously, under, I've seen him play for Arsenal, like, obviously, in the cup, in the league. Like, he's fast, he's agile on the ball. He knows yeah. what he's doing, really. Just, yeah, it's a good sign, a really good sign, in my eyes. Speaking of Arsenal, they've also got a game tonight against mm. the Wolves. Mm-hmm. That one's going to go down because obviously at the start of the season, Arsenal were in a very good position. No, no, we're, we're, we're bottom high, bottom half, um, obviously, recent performances have shown that they can't actually get themselves out there, but mm. I, I don't know how well it's going to go because they're coming up against Wolves. And Wolves mm. are currently sat in 14th, but yeah. they are a very threatening team. Well, obviously, Bam Young's back. Oh, they've got Odegaard playing. Like Odegaard from Real Madrid, fantastic players. Like, he's got some potential. That's his debut today as uh, well. Obviously, uh, obviously Arsenal smash it. They got back in like European football this season again. Like, mm-hmm. well, the last time that these two faced off against each other, the score was two one to Wolves, but that was in the mm-hmm. back end of November. That's an Arsenal doing bad. There wasn't obviously the yeah. Arteta is obviously giving the bollock and really just wants well, to. Wolves. Yeah, Wolves' last victory in the league actually came in December when they beat Chelsea 2 1. Yeah. Then they've had five losses and three draws. So. Yeah. No, obviously, Raul Jimenez been out as well. That are going to replace him, that William Jose from Real Sociedad. And not because yes. that Jimenez, like, because obviously. It's not as fast. No, he's. Obviously, Jimenez is tall, like, obviously, he knows how to finish it, like. He knows how to make his presence aware. Oh, I'd does. say, Raul Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, out of a scrub injury, isn't he? Yeah. That was very, very hard. It was hard. But it's the thing is with Arsenal, it's like they switch on, they get a goal, and then they switch off. Oh, I do. It's a bit like like us, really. Obviously, when we get a goal, we we sit back. That's what Arsenal are doing now. Obviously, obviously been at a Bam Yang back, Odegaard. Odegaard will play some fantastic football now. And obviously, I don't think, obviously, now they'll sit back as much, really. They'll just go for it. I don't think they should. No. Obviously, they need to be wary of teams, especially a team like Wolves, who are actually a very strong team. Mm. I mean, you've got the likes of Adama Traore, you've got Pedro Neto, you know, João Martinho, Ruben, Ruben Neves, Dendonka. You've got the likes of them who can't actually switch on when they need to, who actually play the kind of football that suits Wolves mm. comfortably. Mm-hmm. So, they are, a very, they are a very threatening team. However, I would like to see, obviously, a bit more from Arsenal. As a, yeah, their football uh, is quite enjoyable. It is when obviously they're playing like. Yeah, exactly. I'd say obviously it's not the same since obviously Arsenal Wenger left, right? but no, he was, a, he, was their, he was their top manager. He shouldn't have left in my eyes. To be honest, like I think with the uh, the the leave of Mesut Özil as well, mm. who obviously have, haven't seen play at all this season. No. I don't think I've, re- I've I've rarely seen him play last season. Uh, How do you think that's gonna? How do you think that had impact the Gunners? Because when he played, he was fantastic. Oh, he, he was unplayable. Uh, he, he, uh, he knew how to pass the ball and that, like, obviously, it was a scene, obviously, had eyes all over the pitch, really. But, uh, exactly. Oh, he, had, he had the vision to create chances. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they haven't got, got any strong midfielders now. They've got that El Nenny. They've got Danny Caballos. I didn't really see him doing like, much in the middle of the park. It's all the attackers, really. Obviously, Bam Yang, like, yeah. there, that Emil Smith role, that young star, is really good. Um, yes, well, he went, scored, um, he went and scored in the FA Cup against Newcastle. Yeah, he, weeks ago. yeah. he scored twice against, I'm sure. 
Yeah. It's obviously in the cup game and the league game the week after. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic player him. Like I'll back him. Really See, good. When when I found out that Newcastle were going for someone from Arsenal, I genuinely hoped it, it was him mm. because of how I played that yeah. day in the FA Cup and because of how strong he actually held up. See, obviously, yeah. that, in my eyes, that Joel looks probably better than that. Um, Mule Smith Rob's just had more games, more experience with obviously all the players. He's been there since he was four, yeah. I think. I think it's had in the Sky Sports News there, dude. So obviously, he's been in the club for a while. He just needs a change, really. Easy. So he's a he's a product of yeah, just the academy. Mm-hmm. Just we Newcastle right. need that. Obviously, with the Yedlin going as well. Obviously, we need that person like on the right wing back to bomb down the wing, get back. No how possible. Obviously, be loud. Just all round good player, Joe. Like Yedlin, he was shocking. Yedlin had his days. So he, he had his days. All he was was fast. Just fast. <laughs> He switched off. Oh, there was people there that could have easily taken that right back role. Mm. To have Yedlin play there over the likes of Javi Mankio, over the likes of Emil Kraft. Mm. Like, you know, I, I, I just didn't understand his thinking at that time. But... See, I've backed that Mankio from the start. Like, I think he's been better than Yedlin this season. He's mm. obviously, for example, that Everton game. I've never seen a right back play, like run down the wing and be able to pass a ball for a while. Obviously, yeah, and he didn't know. He would just push up and he would just get back. He didn't know how to pass a ball properly. Like, he was just. Yeah, he didn't really take the chances that you'd, you'd think. Yeah, he was weak on the ball. Just not my type, obviously, yeah. with obviously Willick coming in, right mid, right wing back. That man, Keogh, it's going to be a good competition between the right back places. Like. Yeah. See, I think at the minute for just any team in the in the bottom half of that table, because when we say the bottom half, I'm mainly focusing on the bottom three here as there is a relegation um, match taking place tonight, which is obviously Sheffield mm-hmm. against West Brom. West Brom. Now, if, Sheff- if, if Sheffield win, they'll become one step closer to kind of moving up However, if West Brom win, then they go to the top of that relegation zone above Fulham. And do you know what it is? I think it's going to be a tight game because mm. the, the last game was quite tight. Sheffield have, they do know how to play. It's just unfortunate that this has happened to them oh, exactly. in my eyes. Yeah. Hey, last season, they so, played really well. They played, like, I think they finished seventh last yeah. season or something. It was like top, top half. Yeah. Just... Because of obviously that ban that went on on Man City, mm. there, there could have been a chance for them to play. Champions League football, exactly, but yeah. unfortunately for them, it didn't happen. Yeah. The last time they met in the Premier League, it was 1 0 to West Brom, and it was a pretty close game. But with with, com- with current performances of both teams, I don't really see it being like a 1 0 remember kind of thing. I just kind of see it as it's going to be a scrappy fight, and whoever wins, wins. Yeah, but West Brom have done some good signs. Yeah, well, they've, they've got Maitland Niles yeah. now. Yeah, and the Arsenal player. Yeah. Well, every see this is what I don't get because Maitland Niles had West Brom coming for him, mm-hmm. had Newcastle coming for him. Why? W- what what baffles me is why would you go to a relegation a team that's favoured for relegation? Why would you go to them when you could go to a team that's you know performances are? I wouldn't say slightly becoming better because we've only just won one game after nine yeah. games without a win. But I mean, 
it just doesn't make it's sense. I mean, where about? Really, you, you don't know like why he went like. Yeah, you don't know why why his why his mind was the way it was. I don't know if it's obviously obviously being close at home. Obviously, well, northeast there, Midlands. Obviously, no one really wants to yeah. come in Newcastle. Really, like look, you got Joe Willis. Hey, a couple of seasons ago when we got who was it? Well, we got a couple of seasons ago. Andros Townsend came all the way from London, mm. all the way up here, and within half the season he was back in London. Oh. There is a big game. Well, I'd say a big game for me, preferably. That'll take place tonight. Man U versus Southampton. Now, if Man U win, they go back top of the table. I wasn't expecting Man United to be top of the table, really. Obviously, like for them, they had a bad start of the season as well. And luckily, they've obviously Bruno Fernandes just smashed it for them. Yeah, but do you know what it is? Bruno Fernandes, everyone calls him Bruno Penandes because apparently he can only score penalties, free kicks, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what it is? I've seen him score more open play goals than actually have penalties, but that's probably because I don't really watch Manu yeah. that much. I watch enough, but Bruno Fernandes is a fantastic player. Oh, yeah, I obviously that game will be obviously. Then uh, Southampton play well this season as well. Danny Young smashing goals in for them. Yeah. Obviously, the new side, that, oh. uh, Minamino from Liverpool. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be a tough game between them two. Like. See if Man U win tonight, they go top of the they go top of the table, and there's a two. If they win because Man City are playing tomorrow, mm. there'll be a two point gap. Now they've got hope that if they win, Man City lose tomorrow, so they can stay at that two point gap, so they can try and add on to the yeah. points. However, with both Manchester teams and how competitive the both are and the teams that they both bring to the table, that don't see Man City losing tomorrow night. Way Man City been playing, I've been playing well. Obviously, Sterling, Mares, De Bruyne, all linking up. Uh, Gabriel Jesus exactly. coming from Aguero's injury. Uh, played well. But good, all I'm going to play as Man City. Obviously, Zinchenko, good. Ruben Diaz and John Stones, their partnership this season has been unbelievable. Like, I've never seen the partnership like this. Yeah. I See, I would say Man U over Man City. Because to be fair, look at look at how many years it's been since Man U have won the league. Exactly. I think if they stick their guns this season, they could genuinely do it. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice to see someone other than Man City take the mantle for once. Yeah. Obviously, we had a few years last year. We had Liverpool last season, but you never really see anyone but Man City since oh, I know, the one. Yeah. That first one. That was using the left really to went downhill for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had David Moyes. They had Louis Van Gaal. Jose Mourinho, and then obviously now they've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Mm-hmm. I, I think Ole is a good manager for them. Oh, yes. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. But his tactics at times are a bit kind of all over. I think what needs like, to really is put obviously some younger players out of the like what Arsenal have been doing. Like Mason yeah. Greenwood in the chance. Give players a chance for that. Yeah. Obviously, they've got like Marcus Rashford, they've got like Martial, everyone that, but obviously, he's bringing like Mason Greenwood with that Williams. Like just Brandon Williams, give give just give players a chance, really, and obviously it might like pay off. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that's what like most teams kind of need to do. They need to kind of have a balance between a strong team mixed in with a few youngsters who maybe need a chance to go out there and let off some steam and show what they can do. And you never know, it might land them a first team spot. Oh, exactly. But as far as Man U go at the minute, I. I genuinely think they're on an unbeaten trail at the minute. Oh. I, I don't see them losing anything at the minute. And 
the last time Southampton and Man U actually played, it was a 3-2 victory to Man U because of Edison Cavani and his 94th minute winner. Yeah. And I was shocked when he came oh, to Man U to get his because he's one hell of a player. Oh, he is. Obviously, he's, he's getting old now, isn't he? So he's like not really showing his potential anymore. But to, to bring Cavani in, as like obviously striker, yeah, he's played well from done done yeah. bits really. See, the, the thing is with Cavani is like he's a threat in the box because of his height. Exactly. Yeah. So you'd think with his head, oh, he's a massive threat in the box, but he's not. He's also a threat with his feet 100%. as well. He knows how he's down. Like, like he isn't exactly. He's an overall threat, and I. I think that Southampton back four need to be very careful tonight if Edison Cavani does start because he is a big threat but more wary of the fact of Rashford and Bruno Fernandes as yeah. link up play because them two together are probably one of the best two that I've seen in a Man U team for a very long oh, 100%. time 110% so for the Sheffield and West Brom game what would you say the score would be? Oh, be a hard one really because they're both fighting for relegation, so they're both going to go for it. So I'll probably say I've got for a 1 1 draw. I'd, I'd also say a 1 1 draw. 1 draw, because they're both gonna, they're, they're all just going to go for it, really. So it's just going to be like yeah, exactly. football all the game. Yeah, exactly. See, I genuinely do believe that it is going to be a very, very tight game 100%. Between, between the both of them. Um, and I think West Brom might slightly edge it, but at the minute, I just believe it's going to be a 1-1 draw. That, that's all it is for me. Obviously, the, the uh, team shoots, I say the team that they're putting out, I'll, mm. then I'll meet, score my change, but for now, it's going to be a 1-1 draw for me. Yeah. Well, the Wolves and Arsenal game, I'd say 2-0 Arsenal because of the performances of late. Yeah, I would, I would go 2-0 as well. Obviously, Aubameyang's going to come back, score. And I'm going to give that Emil Smith Rowe a goal as well. So that's my prediction is like. I'd say Aubameyang with two goals, but Emil Smith Rowe with one of the assists. Yeah. The uh, the Manchester Southampton game. Oh, it's going to be a hard, hard game to predict that. Look, they're both doing well this season. Southampton played fantastic. But I think Man United yeah. just edge it. I'm going to say 2 1 Man United. I'm going to say 3 1. It's hard, well, I'm it's gonna, hard uh, though, really, because you're obviously with exactly. how Southampton's playing as well. Like, Where you've got Danny Ings, Shea Adams, Stuart Armstrong. Alex McCarthy was pretty well for them. James Ward-Prowse. Hard, man. Obviously, yeah. James Ward-Prowse is free kick specialist, so that's what my night to be careful about. Edge of the box. Yeah, if you could, free kicks. Edge of the box, Bam. James Ward-Prowse. Dangerous, like. See, with, see, the reason I think that is because, obviously, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think Man U's going to go 1-0 down, but I think when Man U go down, it kind of switches them on a bit. Mm, 100%. It's like, oh, look, that's just happened. Yeah. And I think yeah, they've kind of got that thing of, no, like, you aren't beating with. Oh, I yeah. mean, obviously, saw what happened when they played Tottenham and they got beat 6-1. Yeah. Didn't switch on there at all. But it's a different Man U team that we're seeing now compared to the start of the season. Oh, yeah, definitely. You've 3-1. And obviously, we said before, Newcastle versus Crystal Palace. We reckon two is going to win that. Yeah, I reckon. It's just but, obviously you need to put like the same team he's put out last week. Obviously with Fraser, he's came out with sickness over the weekend, so I don't think he'll be playing tonight. See, with that sickness, um, 
I think that's going to give Alan St. Maximin a pushback into the squad. I mean, obviously, he's just come back. He's just recovered from the coronavirus. Um, but I genuinely believe that giving him the chance to start today might boost him a bit more. Might get him back to see what to see where he's actually at instead of just seeing like little bits of second oh, yeah, performances off that, as well. Yeah, obviously, we come off the bench against Everton, like when um, Michael Keane uh, he spun him, played all, uh, I think it was uh, Jamal Lewis through, and then Lewis played the ball that Wilson, like that was probably the best player of the game in my eyes. He's he's just a different kind of player, and I when we first signed him, I wasn't too sure on him because I, obviously I, I didn't know him. My dad didn't know how he played. I didn't know what his kind of agenda was yeah. with football. He's a young player. He's absolutely fantastic. And oh, yes, he's, a, he's unbelievable. Many this, but I genuinely believe he is better than you know any other players in Newcastle. And I genuinely believe that if a big team came in for him, he should take that chance. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, if he wants to get back for the France team, like I've known he's played for like under twenties or something. I've all the way down. Obviously, with not got a chance of France needs to do, uh, take opportunities for bigger clubs, you know, such as like I don't know, Man United, even like someone like Leicester or something that he came in from. Like, look, I yeah. I always say Perez was so to Leicester, doing fantastic um, for them. That was a shock. I went to bed that night with the I always Perez situation. I went to bed that night thinking, nah, he's not going to leave. He loves the two mm. next thing I know he's away down at Leicester. Exactly. It's just but, it's hard. Like players need exactly. better opportunities with better teams. Like don't get us wrong, obviously if we get the takeover, if it happens sometime, we'll oh. we'll bring in we'll bring in better players. And then we'll challenge yeah. for like say Champions League spots, Europa League spots, even the Premier League. Exactly. I genuinely believe that we should for a team the size Newcastle to be fighting relegation slash mid table every single season. Mm, you know 100%. it's just not on. If you if you look back from obviously years and years ago when the likes of Shearer, Ginola, mm. you know, all of them yeah. were playing. We were challenging for top 10 territory. We were challenging for, you know, the the likes of the Europa League. Yeah. And the last Europa League position we actually got was under the reign of Alan Borgi. Oh, yeah. We had the team of the likes of David Santon, yeah. you know, Debussy, Hatton Ben Arthur. So the puppy you see the last season. Yeah, Leon Best. It's just, you can't put a finger on Newcastle because one minute they do, you can't put a solid like, oh yeah, they're a fantastic team because currently as it stands, we're not exactly doing too great, are we? No, I know. We haven't been for the past couple of seasons. We've been a struggling team, struggling for form. And it's just not what you expect to see every week from a team that's went from all of that. It's hard, it's hard, Newcastle. Obviously, we can't get any good players because we're not, a London team. We haven't got the uh, the owner to invest money into the club. See, this is what I want to get onto, the owner. So, obviously, as you can tell, no one really knows how they stand on Newcastle. I mean, we've all we've all had a mixture of emotions. It's been a massive roller coaster right over the past few years, different people coming in and out. You know, we had the likes of Steve McLaren, who got taken over by Rafa Benitez, mm. who's been taken over by Steve Bruce. And then obviously we've got the, the allocation of Graham Jones coming in as assistant coach. But, I mean, one thing you, you can't say is the minute that any Newcastle, you ask any Newcastle fan what they think of Mike Ashley, and the answer is always going to be a fat cockney bastard. Oh, 100%. No one likes him. Oh, no. 
Like how many how many times have you seen chants going around the stadium, stuff on social media of like get out of our oh, club? Every, every time the season comes in, there's always something about him. Because we're, we're challenging for the same spot every year, bottom half of the table, which is should be going for more. There was rumours that he said years ago that he will not leave Newcastle unless we'll win something big. Yeah, like right? yeah. How are we ever going to win something big if he's not going to fund the team? Exactly. Like, he needs to invest his money that he's making in another club for the managers to spend money on players instead of we're buying average players. Like, we need big players in the club to challenge for Premier League spots, Champions League, Europa League spots. Even the FA Cup, yeah. like, for them, we've had a couple of good runs. Then we'll get knocked out Quite by little teams. Like, for example, last season, I think when we, when we played Oxford, we played Rochdale, we were held a draw both games and both are replays. Away at Rochdale, 1 1. Exactly. Replay at the home ground, which we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ended 4 1. Exactly. Just... And then we went to the Oxford game at home. And what happened there? 0 0 draw. And then we'll go to. We'll go away and beat 3 1. It's just like. It, Went all the way to extra time for Maxim to score a goal. Like, that shouldn't be happening. Like, we should be like, just smashing them in. I knew it was against teams like that. Like, the, this season when we played, was it, I believe it was Newport County, and that was 1 1, mm. and it went to penalties. We've just beat them, yeah. Shelby could, have pulled, Shelby could have pulled that out of the bag anytime oh, he wanted. Exactly. Why did he have to wait? Exactly. He doesn't. He is a good player. He's brilliant. I, I've backed him since he joined the club. But. He's very lax days ago. Yes, uh, just need we need more like attacking players in my club. We need better defenders. Like don't get us wrong, we've got like Fabian Shaw who's really good. Uh, oh, he's a Brit- Jamal Lewis sprung for Norwich, young. He's decent now. He's had, he had a good start of the season and he's dropped a bit. Yeah. But, it's all about maintaining confidence. It is, it is. But you can't really get confidence when you're a club in Newcastle. Exactly. It's just like it's always up and down. It's like we win, we lose, we win, lose. It's just like we need a consistent win every single week. Even against against bigger clubs as well. Just Man City, Man United, Liverpool. Like we need wins. Nil nil draw against Liverpool. Exactly. That's a good point. Nil nil draw. And that was good enough. However, had we switched on a bit more, we could have won that game. We've got to back Darlow for that one. Darlow could win it all that game. Definitely. Darlow is being say with a standout player if you had to pick one Newcastle player to stand out who would it be I mean mine personally is actually called Darlow because of his performances if it, if not for him we could be in a complete different position that we are right now we could have lost games that oh, were won you know, we could be a lot worse off mm. if we'd started another keeper yeah. for the likes of Mark Gillespie like don't get us wrong he, he was fantastic in the cup but Premier League wise, I couldn't see him playing because I don't think he has that confidence that Darlow has shown yeah. consistently. But don't get us wrong, last season the back of him really well for but since obviously the injury Carl Darlow has stepped up massively. Challenging him a one shirt. Just it's challenging for a place in the England squad exactly, really yeah. as well. See, I think Darlow has done well, but if Callum Wilson as well, he's been an outstanding player for this season. When he when he goes and he's shown it. Just smashing them in. Yeah. That'll be my player that stands out. Him or Darlow, I can't, I'm torn between them both, I can't pick one. They've both been up the standards this season. Yeah, neither can I. 
It's hard. Epic. I mean, personally, mine, I'd, I'd stick with Caldolo. I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to see where we end up at the end of the season. I genuinely think he could be number one next season. Oh, 100%. Of course, unless I bring in a different keeper off the table, that happens, which I yeah. hope it does. Because I'd back him. I want, obviously, better players to challenge high in the league. Because that's what Newcastle yeah. should be. Like, back in the day, we were <laughs> mid-table challenging team. Or, yeah, like, exactly. the top 10. We're, we're doing fantastic. And then, obviously, we just drop over the ice and it's just, like, it's depressing to watch sometimes. It's just... Yeah, it is. Depressing. Well, moving on to tomorrow night's fixtures. We've got Burnley Man City and I'm predicting 4-0 to Man City there. So I'm just simply I'm gonna go more the, the highest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say about five nil. Obviously, when playing West Brom, I think it was absolutely bad West Brom. And Burnley, I think they're where well, that's in the league now. They're like, oh, I, don't know. I think they're kind of mid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they're like twelve or something. I think it is. You know, obviously, mm. I wouldn't say they're the best team in the league. Obviously, they've done well against. Oh, was it Liverpool? They got um. Beat Liverpool. Yes, Liverpool. Ashley Barnes in the one one nil. And Liverpool's what forty something wins. Shoot, I don't know what it was, something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say about four or five nil to the City. Like uh, Fulham and Leicester. It, it's a no-brainer. Leicester three nil. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say two one at Leicester. I think Fulham need to push higher. Need to up their standards. Yeah. It's just. Fulham are a good team and the player. Mm. So surprise standout team at the minute is Leeds mm. and they're facing Everton tomorrow night and I genuinely think that one's going to end in a 2-2 draw because of obviously the quality that both teams bring. That, yeah. It's going to be a hard game. I think obviously Everton's had to drop and have a bit of us. So I'm going to bat Leeds. Mm. I'm going to say I'm going to say 2-1 Leeds. Mm. Obviously, Everton bringing in, bring in Josh King, though. That's a really good signing for them. That is a very good signing. That's what I'll bring him up. Obviously, my fourth on Josh King. He's not a ch- mm. championship player. He should be in the Premier League. I look at your ball, yeah. got relegated. But, well, Newcastle took exactly. Wilson and Fraser. Exactly. He obviously had no like supply from Wilson or Fraser. So, obviously, he just needed a better club, really, which obviously he's found a better club. Yeah. He had, a, he had the choice to go to Fulham or Everton. So, and he's chosen. chosen Everton. So, we've also got Aston Villa and West Ham. And I believe, because of how well both teams are playing, it's going to end up 2-1 West Ham. Yeah, I would, go, I would agree for that one. What about Liverpool and Brighton? I'd say 4-1. It's hard with Liverpool the way they're playing this season. They've got the self back to winning ways, but... I don't really yeah, know. but well, with with the injury of Mo Salah today at training with a knee injury, and he's he's rumored to be out for a number of months. Ooh, like so who are they going to bring yeah. in? To, who are they going to bring in to to kind of be in that position? Oh, exactly. Yeah. I'll go three one, a three nil Liverpool. Mm. And then Thursday night we've got Tottenham and Chelsea. Probably a hard game. And this is the last thing to talk about because obviously Tottenham. Had a fantastic start of the season, so did Chelsea. And then it kind of just both slipped. Mm. They've, they've both let go a little bit. And obviously with the departure of Frank Lampard from Chelsea, it's 
It's a bit weird. See, I think, sort of I think Chelsea will win with that Thomas Tuchel coming. Yeah, I think Chelsea will screw it away and have it to be a 1-0 Chelsea. I think it'll be 1-1. One, one. Obviously, with, you know, Harry Kane's injury at the minute, mm. with him being out. Obviously, you've still got the likes of Gareth Bale. You've still got Carlos Vinicius. Mm. You know, Human Son. So you've still got attackers there that can push the ball forward. Yeah. I mean, Lucas Mora, Stevie Bergwijn. You know, you've still got attacking players. What's your force on Delia? You just need a... Mm. Deliali's not getting I think he should leave sure when he had the chance to go to PSG but didn't let him yeah but he should have left not getting game time it's not fair him. He, he's an England like starter when we go to like the competitions and he's not going to he's a fantastic player <coughs> no he should genuinely he should have just left oh, he when he had the chance but like, even if, like, you never know like, if it was a loan deal just short yeah it's going to get more time exactly but if you think Harry Kane going out could maybe kind of say that they need a more attacking lineup, yeah, and Ali Ali could get that start that he wants. But I hope he does because he's a fantastic player. My eyes, Ali Ali. Oh, he's, he's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So, obviously, with but, we're trying to get Chris Nerickson back on loan from Inter Milan. Obviously, if that deal, went, if that deal went through, that's when they went out, going to let Ali go out on loan. But with, with a not yeah, they could have got a replacement. Exactly, but it's like, it's not fair on him. He's, he's a fantastic player. He deserves all the game time he can get. He, he generally does. I just, I don't understand why Tottenham would let one of probably the best players just bench him. Oh, I know. But, you never know, like you said, like you said earlier, you never know what goes on behind closed exactly. doors. You never know, really know what the, what the managerial staff and everyone higher up in that club's thinking. So, yeah. I guess the net, the last thing to really do is just to see how the games play off tonight, tomorrow, Thursday, and then Friday we'll just get back and we'll have a little chat about obviously what we're seeing and what could have been, been done better, yeah. really. So, I think that's all for today. Is, uh... Right, well, thanks for joining yeah, and I'll see you in the next one, right. mate. See you later.